You're listening to episode number 121 of The Company of One. Today, we're going to be talking about how to finally get that stuff done, get those tasks done to get your business, your career, or even your household projects underway and complete. Welcome to The Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan. Dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. How do you get those things done? You know, is that... as I'm speaking to people in coaching calls and in classrooms and uh, and seminars that I give, the, one of the main things that we seem to all struggle with is getting things done. Just we're we're in a sensory overload, and it's no different now than it's ever been. Except we have a lot more excuses, a lot more things that we might blame for our overload, uh, work work overload. Uh, the thing we hear so often is that there's a uh, yeah, there's there's more work to be done and less hours. Those kind of things. We we always we're always hearing these. We have those struggles. I know you have that struggle. So, what are some common sense things that you do and I do? As a matter of fact, as, as I look on the time management kind of mentality that we're talking about here, I see that there's tons and tons and tons of material out there written. And sometimes it's just kind of interesting to hear what works for different people. So I'm going to share with you kind of what works for me uh, today. So uh, I welcome you to the Company of One. This is a podcast uh, about you being a Company of One. This is this is all about you and I. We are earning an income, and in exchange for the income, we are providing goods and services, and therefore we are, in fact, by definition, a business. Because that's what a business is. A business exchanges uh, goods and services for money. And if you're working, if you're getting paid, I don't care what country you live in. I don't care what state you live in. I don't care who you work for. uh, You are, in fact, a company of one. So with that in mind, that's that's the principle of you wanting to achieve more. But we don't want to just achieve more for our employer or our customers. We also want to achieve more for our families. If if you're, I'm, I'm going to say if you are like me, but I know in a sense that you are, that you feel torn. I I and I, I, I sense this too. I feel like when I'm at work, I'm not spending enough time doing something else, like with the family with important things in the family. I don't mean goofing off. Well, that's maybe important, but I mean important things like helping, uh, teaching my boys to be men and, and teaching, uh, teaching them life skills or taking care of things around the household that need to be taken care of and finding, you know, either getting the work done or finding contractors. You know, when I'm at work, I feel that struggle. When I'm, when I'm at home, maybe some time, taking some time to do those things, I feel like I should be working more. And by the way, I hear that all the time. I hear that that we, you know, when I'm working, I feel guilty. When I'm when I'm not working, I feel guilty. Uh, so I I understand that struggle, and and I I 
I'm like you. I'm like all the people I coach. I struggle with these balancing of time uh, or balancing the time, getting things done, getting the right things done. And, you know, I come to the point multiple times a week that you cannot get it all done. I don't care how well you outsource. I don't care how efficient you are. You cannot do it all. You cannot. It's just impossible. Because as soon as you think you can, your mind will dream up four other tasks that are awesome, cool things that you should be doing. Right? And, and, and any anytime we get zero focus, something else pops in. As a matter of fact, I just bought a course in speed reading. And even if you want to, sales works because this guy had sent an email and I went to his little webinar and I thought, hey, you know, this is an important topic for me. I don't know if I justified that or not, but it's an important topic for me because I do a lot of reading. I speed read pretty well already. Uh, but hey, you know, I think I can get better and it's a it's a fun thing to do. So maybe it's an impulse buy. Well, it probably is an impulse buy, but uh, but I bought it. So here I am. Now I've got something else to add in my plate to do because it's a course, right? It's it's a course to do these things with. But you know, I have found sometimes those impulse things actually have become excruciatingly valuable. Some have become excruciatingly painful, but you don't know. And sometimes we have to take opportunity when it flies in front of our face. But then at that point, at the moment I bought that course, I had to think, shifting of the days. Things had to shift. I had to get clear on what had to be done and when it had to be done. So today, what we want to talk through is we want to talk through how do you get things done. And I'm going to tell you about my principles of what I do to get things done. There's nothing magic here um, in terms of, hey, this is some formula that's been studied over and over and over again. This is what works for me. So, um, so hang on tight. I'm going to just give them to you. So in just one minute, first of all, I want to say this. I want to say thank you. To all of you who have supported the Company of One podcast over the years, thank you for, to those of you who have given reviews on iTunes, who have emailed me, uh, many of you I've talked to, and just really and truly, I'm thankful for all that. For all the people in the Information Engineering Management Program at the university, the program that I lead and I teach in uh, for the faculty that, that, are, that are there, it's so it's so empowering to see what all it's, – it's, it's empowering to see that we all struggle with the same things because I coach people that are anywhere from, hey, I just got out of college. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, heck, some of them are still in college or maybe even still in high school that I work with. Others are corporate executives sitting in the big mahogany desk looking over the city and their big thing with the elevator only goes to their office. Kind of, you know, I, I work with both of these kinds of people. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. And basically, at a core, the problems are the same. 
they're the same. Sometimes we use bigger words in one place than in, than another, but they're the same problems. But it's it's just so. Uh, it, I mean, it's empowering to me to see that, to realize that, to be able to work with people at all kinds of levels and see their struggles and see their energy. And by the way, I find there is more energy at the younger side, at the people in high school and college, and sometimes in the career changers, maybe people that have been in a career 30 years, than there is in that corporate executive. I mean, I, I don't know if that's good or bad. I understand that. But there's, but, that, but there's something enticing and intoxicating about that energy that as I'm working with people. And especially when they have, and I had this with a coaching client the other day, when they have that aha moment of, and this isn't always good, I understand that, but when they have that aha moment of, I am going down the wrong path. I am going down the wrong path. And the other path is easy for me to go down if I just start taking steps. And it's not that risky. That aha moment is awesome. And this this one guy I worked with just, couple of days ago uh boy you could just feel the energy bound i mean he got on the phone as eeyore and he got off the phone as tigger now quite honestly the tigger had been there the whole time but he's been burying the tigger thinking he needs to hold up igor igor eeyore you know thinking he needs to keep pressing on with what he's doing and the important things that he thinks he's doing no he needed it to go focus on what mattered to him so it's, it's uh, great. And so thank you, uh, no matter where you are in this, if you're starting a business, if you're trying to just achieve a career, if you're trying to grow in your career, I mean, look, you're listening to this podcast for some reason. You're not listening to it because you're just, you can't find anything else to listen to because there's a billion things out there, right? There's, you know, you're listening to this for some hint of tidbit of how to get me further along down a path. And the path that I'm tending to help people with is that growing their career. Some of it's entrepreneurship, some of it's in the business world, uh, some of it's moving up into those corporate offices. Uh, But we all have the same struggles. And it's just awesome when I realize that. It's humbling because I feel like, number one, it's kind of hard to get past that and I'm glad that you've asked me to help you, and 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 it's it's a struggle because I realize there's not really any getting past it. You can just do the best you can with what you've got. So we've got in this in this time, and, and there's the the code is cyber. So remember that because it's you know it's it's that time of. Uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and really, as we know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday go all the way until Christmas, and that's what mine's doing, is the Building Your Own Business course. There is a coupon code of CYBER, C-Y-B-E-R, for 25% off of that course. Uh, Look, and if you get the course, I don't want to leave you hanging. I want you to get the course. I want to engage with you. I want to be able to help you move that puppy along. I just was uh, on email today with uh, Jake, and Jake uh, has been, and Jake is a high school guy. He's in high school, and he's done the Building Your Own Business course. He's got his business figured out. He knows what he's going to do, and part of his struggle right now is how do I educate myself in the business that I'm moving toward Uh, because he knows he needs to learn some things. Actually, he's so much, I just know from just talking to him, he's, he's so far ahead of most. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about that soon, about how to build your own uh, educational program to help you. 
So let me just let me focus now. Let's let's change gears and let's focus on those things. As you know, I try to think things in 15-minute increments because if you have 15 minutes a day sitting in a car, sitting uh, sitting you know just sitting there writing, watching television at night, wherever. If you have 15 minutes, I'm trying to drill these things down to 15 minutes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, as a matter of fact, I spend a lot of time in 15-minute increments planning. So here are some things that I do uh, to help me get more things done. And, and actually, that's a lie, right? Because I've already said it's a lie. It's not get more things done. It's get the right things done. What do I leave out is very important. So number one, number one, and you know this one, and you know this one so well, you've taken courses in it, you've read books in it, it's just to have clear goals. Clear goals, smart goals, whatever you want to call them. I'm not stuck in the smart goal system necessarily or anybody's particular goal system. Uh, the Zig Ziglar uh, seven steps to setting goals was a real wake-up call for me when I was doing my PhD. It really moved me ahead. But have clear goals. Now, I have some big picture goals and some things I'm trying to do, but I break things down into three-month goals. And I remember when I did it the first time, I just set it from wherever I was. I was like in December 2nd, you know, and I just said, you know, whatever. It's not a perfect time because it's not the end of the quarter, but I did it. And I, and I went through it that year and I adjusted later. Three-month goals. Now, here's how I do it. Uh, I break down into categories. Uh, so I'm just going to tell you how I do my goals, since that's what we're talking about, is how I do it. And that's all I can share with you is what I do. So I broke it down into categories. And so of those categories, I, it was the categories of what, um, you know, what I do, if that makes any sense. What do I do? Uh, what, or what are the important parts of me? So... And I'll just tell you what those are. You know, for me, I, and, 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 and this is somewhat something you find again and again. What are kind of my roles in life, if you will? But for me, it's faith. It's self, focusing on things to do to help me or to sharpen the saw, as, uh, as said in the book Seven Habits. Uh, family. And then it's work. But because my work is kind of multifaceted, I have multiple work goals. I have work goals related to the university, work goals related to my business. So they're two different categories. I have goals for our home, things that need to be done and fixed and trying not to make an endless list. But it's, it's, a, it's improvements, things. I have goals for investments. Um, I have goal, and, and by the way, I, I was tweeting out or putting on Facebook the other day that when you realize that you're one of your greatest source of incomes, now I don't know where you are, but if you're not there, you should be striving to be there. But when I realized one of my greatest sources of income was strictly investments, I was like, boy, I'm an idiot because I haven't focused enough time there because I'm... I'm I'm, whittling, I'm, I'm not maximizing that. So I was being a poor steward over that. So one of my areas is investments. And the other one is just fun. Okay, so maybe you think fun should be first, but whatever works for you. So I've, I, I kind of categorize these things out. And then I think through 
of these things, what are the things I want to do? And I look for three, and I think three is a nice magic number. I look for three things in each category to do. Three tangible things. Now, in faith, for instance, that's a that's a difficult thing because it's it, you know it, it may be it may not be a smart goal, and since it has a deadline. But one of the things here that I've got is join or start a Bible study, and we've kind of decided to do one in the house and start a Bible study. Um, <clears throat> but in self, you know, one of the things is work out six times per week, and. So that's kind of this ongoing thing. It doesn't necessarily have a deadline. So some of those would be like that. But they're, they're things I can look at, and I'll tell you why, how I look at these. So on each, cat, each one of those categories, faith, self, family, my two work areas, my home, my investments, and my fun, and all each one of those categories, I have three goals under it, three goals for the quarter. So I have goals, whether they're right or wrong or it doesn't matter. They have goals. So now how do I use that? I take that sheet of paper that have those goals written out. I print it out. And at the beginning of every week, and in my case, that's a uh, usually a Friday when I set this, but the week begins on Sunday. Um, well, technically Monday from things actually happening. But So at the beginning of the week, I plan the week. So this is the second thing I do once I have these goals. And by the way, it didn't. I didn't have to go sit under an oak tree and, and uh, pontificate for hours to come up with these goals. I just got something down because I can overthink it. I don't know about you, but I can overthink it. I can get kind of crazy in these things. So I spent a short amount of time. It may have been over 15 minutes, but I got the goals. And then second, as I probably spend about 15 minutes every week, and it's usually on Friday for me, Sometimes it turns into Saturday where I plan the week. But the very first thing I do before planning the week is I go back and I grab this sheet of goals and say, okay, Dale, what is it on here? What's the next action? Because there's there's granted there's going to be some things left over and there's going to be meetings I've got to go to and there's going to be things I've got to prepare for that's just coming up that, you know, just is the way they are. That's fine. I mean, I've got two or three meetings this week as I'm recording this that things I've got to get prepared for and do some work for that are good things. I've got a proposal going, I mean, a contract we're signing with a company. I've got to get those things closed out, but they're not part of my goals directly. Well, one of them is, but the rest of them aren't part of my goals directly. So at the beginning of the week, I want to go through these sets of goals and just think about, okay, Dale, I, you know, for instance, I, I may not work on all three of these at the same time, and I probably will not, but I'm going to say, what's the next action? During the next week, what can I do to uh, to develop our goals? So let, let me tell you one of mine for the university, for our university program. One of our, my goals was to grow our board of directors to 10 active leaders with influence. And that's exactly how it says, grow the board of directors to 10 active leaders with influence. So during the week, as I would set that goal, it would be, okay, I need to reach out to like three or four other CIOs or, or the right people, whoever they were. Um, I need to reach out to somebody and get names. So the next action wasn't be to, you know, for the week's activity wasn't to grow the 10 leaders. The thing was, in my first week was something like, you know, get with two key alumni and make a list. And that's what I did is I got on the phone with a couple of different people and said, who do you think 
would could speak into what we're doing. And then in the next week, it was it was set up meetings with these people. And so it took, you know, like any good project, it took multiple weeks to get these 10 active leaders. But there were small next action steps that, quite honestly, were fairly easy to knock out. Go to lunch with somebody, go to coffee with somebody, get on the phone with somebody, um, you know, but they, but it was step by step. So when I looked at the goal, grow the board of directors at the beginning of the week, it was always, what is the next action? So in a couple of those weeks, I was like, how many do I have now? Oh yeah, I've got eight. I need two more. Who are the two key people? Uh, so I just, and I did all of them this way. I look at every one of these things and say, okay, what is the thing, the next action in the week to help me in these goals? Again, I didn't tackle all of them at one time. There's some of them right here for December. Uh, and my, this particular list right here I'm looking at right now, it ends the end of December. And for me, it's well, it's, it's, uh, it's November when I'm recording this. So I still got things I haven't even touched yet that need to be done. Uh, so that's, but that's how I, I plan the next week focusing on a next action. So let me let me just say, let me stop there for just one second, not stop, but let me kind of detail. A next action has, is really a big killer terminology with me, is the next action. Because when I think about writing that next action down on my week's plan, it's got to be concrete, right? I can't say for growing my board of directors, I can't say contact to contact somebody. No, no, no. When I think about it in that 15-minute period, I'm thinking, okay, who do I need to contact? I need to contact John over phone or over email. I get really specific about that next action. Because when, it, when I don't know about you, but when I look at the fuzziness, like if I say contact somebody, I'll spend a lot of time pontificating who somebody is. Do that in your planning and just do the next thing. I don't have, you know what, John may not have been the perfect person to contact, but that gummit, he was somebody. I had to contact somebody. So do that. Do the next action. And make sure you, when you look at your next action, if you're like me, you may be guilty of this. Matter of fact, I'm going to look right now at some of my next actions, you know, and probably the next actions this week, some of them are probably, I'm going to look at them and say, what did I mean by that? You know, uh, I mean, I've got like here, like move, uh, move money into particular investments. Um, that's not the way it's worded, but you get the idea. But I'm not very clear on which investments, right? You know, so... So even in this, I'm a little bit fuzzy here, but you know it helps me at least gets along. At least I can, at least I have some starting points. And now, by the way, my week's plan is on a sheet of paper. So my goals for the quarter is on a sheet of paper. I stick it over there. I put it in a file. I go back to it every week, every single week. I go back to it. I mark it off. I put notes on it, and then I have a week's agenda that's a single sheet of paper. And it's kind of by category too, but it's mainly the things I've got to get done that week. Now, if you're a Franklin Covey planner or something like that, all that's built into the system, right? And and then maybe more sophisticated than I'm talking about. I used to use those things, and I used to use sophisticated, you know, tools on the web. And you're probably thinking, Dale, you know, don't you have an iPhone? Yeah, 
but I find I just I went back to paper for this part of it because I want it touchable and visible and scratch offable. That's I realize that's not a good word, but you know what you mean. I want to be able to take my pen and scratch it off. There's something powerful about that. So I go. So the week's plan is on a piece of paper, but it's generated from the goals. Now in the week's plan, of course, what I'm doing, here's where the magic is. I plan every day. Now, some people do this every week. They'll look at the week, and I do a little bit of this. I'll look at, and I use Google Calendar for this. So I'm going back electronic with you if you're if you're thinking I was going too old school, but I'm back to electronic. I use Google Calendar, and I, I put things in spots. But before I do that, before I do that, the thing that I start looking for is, is that next action, is it a mind-consuming task or is it a mind-numbing task? Maybe this. Is it a task I can do with a, a numb mind? For instance, meeting with potential leaders for, um, for the board of directors, <clears throat> I don't have to be my sharpest. Now, that's just me. I mean, you may disagree with that, but to me, I just need to go meet with somebody, have a chat with somebody. I need to be awake, but it's not intense stuff. It's a conversation. I know what I need to ask them, and I can do that after I'm kind of worn out and I I can no longer read. And, And, you know, when do you want to study physics and do intense calculations versus, you know, go out and play basketball or something? They're two different, very different things. Mind-intensive task for most of you is going to be the morning. Probably for you, it's the morning. But I know some, some of us are different. It may be in the evening. But I think most of us, when we're honest, we say that's the morning time. So any time that's a mind-intensive task, I intentionally... And I and I'm just doing this. I'm grouping them into tasks I can do with a numb mind and tasks I have to do with a sharp mind, because there's something that tells me initially I cannot do anything that takes a sharp mind in the afternoon. I can go to meetings. I can make phone calls. I can go run errands. I can do all kinds of things productive in the afternoon. But. I'm probably not going to read anything in detail. I'm probably not going to write anything in detail. I'm probably not going to be creative in any detail. Now, this me. You have to figure out when is your, when are those, and, and that's the thing I would say, that's the third thing I'm doing here on this week task. I'm just looking at them. When are, which tasks are which? And what is my prime time? Amy Porterfield, if some of you may be familiar with her, but Amy Porterfield in her podcast, she has what she calls the tiger time. And that's the time, of, and for her, it's the morning. It's the time of the day that she does her most critical work. And that's the way I like to look at it. What's the most critical thing I've got to do that's the most mind-intensive activity? For me, it's morning also. Matter of fact, all of my morning times are blocked out. I rarely will have a meeting in the morning. I will. I met one of our board of directors in the meeting uh, on a um, morning meeting just because it made sense. Uh, But I I rarely will, you know, so if you you call me and want to meet with me or talk with me, it's probably going to be in the afternoon. 
because I can do that and I can do that and we can that will work fine to me but um, I try to save the mornings for the key times of getting things done so you got to think through what is that key time of the day that you're fresh and you're freshest and you like to work on stuff you already know it you you are perfectly aware of your own rhythms just don't deny them. Don't try to make yourself into something that you're not. Don't try to be a morning person if you're not. Don't try to be a you know genius midnight working at 1 a.m. if that's not you because you're just beating yourself up for nothing. Just be aware what that is. So now all these things, by the way, are my goals, 15 minutes. Number two, planning the week, 15 minutes. Being aware of your times, I hope you already are, and hopefully that doesn't take you any time. Um, so what you want to do now is you want to put and you want to group these tasks. So take a calendar out or a worksheet with times of the day. As a matter of fact, I've got a download here that I'll put on the thing that just help you do this. Just print something out and write in the times of the day, this is what I'm going to do. In other words, you're using a calendar, right? You're using a calendar. You're telling yourself, and this is this is one of the most critical things I have learned. You are setting an appointment. You are setting an appointment with yourself. That's just critical that you have to set an appointment with yourself. You set appointments with other people and you keep them. You show up on time. You call them on time. You, Whatever you have to do, you are there on time, at least most of you, reasonably. And you know you're going to have the awareness that you've got to be there. And in some cases, you've got to deliver. These are your goals. You stick them in the time slot and then you... Tell yourself if somebody calls you and says, "Hey, John, you know, I've got to have a meeting. I'd like to have you know have you for coffee. Do you have time?" And you look at your calendar, and all you have is the meetings you have with somebody else on your calendar. If you're like me, it's Google Calendar, and some other people look at my Google Calendar. So, so they may look at my Google Calendar and say, "I'm totally free." No, I'm not. I had an appointment with me. Don't violate it. This is, this is one of the biggest breakthroughs I have ever had. And I realize you may be thinking, well, Dale, you're awfully slow if, you just, if it took you a while to figure this out. I get it. Maybe I am. But guess what? Probably you are too. Because as I talk to people, as I meet to people, as I meet with people, their number one issue is getting things done and getting the most important things done. So... I used to be full up. People would call me, Dale, I'd like to have coffee. I'm thinking about starting a business. I need to get some funding. Sure, I'll have coffee with you. You know, and uh, so an eight o'clock coffee, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking that's eight to 8.30. But it became eight to nine. And by the time I drove somewhere and had coffee with them, well, you know, it's 9.30. And then there was another meeting at 10. And so you realize my whole day is gone with, with two meetings that killed my morning time, which is my critical time, that I just did because I was trying to do someone a favor. Sometimes they were paying, sometimes not. Sometimes it was just I was helping people out. 
and I found my entire week consumed, and I would look back, and it wasn't a ton of meetings. It wasn't like I was meeting hour per hour per hour, but I would have like three or four meetings a day to help people out that were doing things that were doing them a favor. Where some of them were good. Some of them were wasted times. But I had given up the most precious resource I had, the time. And I had not used it wisely. Now, even if that time with them was excruciatingly wise, I still had not used it wisely because I let a 30-minute meeting consume an hour and a half. And some of those meetings didn't need to be but 15 minutes. And so, you know, I... I I, I have learned how to handle those meetings better. But the main thing I've learned is the best way for me to handle a, a, a meeting like that is to not have it when I have a more important meeting going on with me. Now, that sounds selfish, and maybe it is. But you need to be selfish. You need to be stingy with your critical times. Now, if you're serving your boss or your customer and you need to be sharpest at that time to serve them and that's the right thing to do, then you know, that's perfect because that fits into your goals because you're serving your customers. You're operating as that company of one. You're taking charge. But you had to make the conscious decision. What most of us do is we give away the most critical thinking time we have. We give it away to meetings. So that fit this ta- that last task, by the way, scheduling all these things on a calendar, 15 minutes. Can you imagine on Friday, if you look at your day, if you look at your next week, you pull up the calendar, and for me, like I said, it's Google Calendar, and you put appointments in for yourself. And when you do this, it's going to force some decisions to be made. It's going to force you to say, gee, I was going to go hang out and play golf, you know, do I want to do that? That's up to you, but you have to make a decision because you have to first recognize you don't have time for it all. It's up to you to decide what's important, and it's up to you to schedule this. Now, one caveat. What do you do if you work for a company and they're scheduled meetings back-to-back? And I know many of you are suffering with that. What do you do if you're scheduled meetings back-to-back? You start and this is a slow process, and we'll talk more about this, you start to try to gain influence, and you start to start trying to talk to those meeting planners and moving some of those meetings, especially those standing meetings, you know, the thing we have all the time, and try to move them to different times. Because if you're struggling with this, so are other people in the meeting, and probably the best thing you can do is quit going to so many meetings. That's a harder thing. I know it but many of us have pulled it off. All right. That's enough about this. I hope this will help you. Let me just do you a quick recap. Have some goals. Have some, I like three-month goals. Have a plan your week in advance, thinking about the next actions. Group tasks together in terms of the tasks that, that take lots of mental energy and the tasks that you can kind of do halfway asleep, uh, mind numb, uh, and then schedule those times on a calendar. Schedule those tasks on a calendar according to when your freshest time is and to when the time when you're maybe not so alert. Look, this 
This, it's simple. I know it's simple. But this can have a dramatic, dramatic impact. I know it has for me. I get more done. I don't get it all done. I never will. But that's just the way it is. You can download my... Uh, you can download the the worksheet here at dellcallahan.com slash 121. This is episode 121. Download the worksheet. It's got a worksheet of how do you break out your week and gives you some of these reminders. Um, and all the notes, the show notes will be on dellcallahan.com 121 too. Hey, and check out iTunes. Subscribe to this and give me a review on iTunes and give me a shout out. You know, Let me know. Shoot me an email. Uh, Facebook, whatever, and let me know that you've done that. Um, you can also connect to, to me at Facebook, just Del Callahan, and it's a. Uh, I don't usually use my personal profile much, but, but the business profile I use more, probably more than anything. So reach out to me. Um, I don't haven't been doing Facebook very long, but you know I'm there. So and uh, and uh, you can also find me at Del Callahan on Twitter and LinkedIn, probably where I reach out to more people than anywhere else. So. Hoping you have a great one. Hoping this helps you. Till next time.